the treatment. Time in isolation can do funny things to a person. It can make you become better friends with yourself, or it can make you anxious and depressed, like it did me. Most of my life I'd avoided being alone. I was always with someone, and then suddenly there was no one but Miko and I. And mostly it was just me. No distractions, just me and me. I feel like I got a bit lost in that. Lost in me, in the depths of me. Lost in the shame, lost in the darkness. I regularly describe depression as a deep, dark hole, and in it, hidden away and disconnected from your life and everyone in it, sits you, unable to be reached. No rope. Hell, no one even really knows you're down there most of the time. They're all so consumed by their own lives and holes. And even if they do throw you a ladder, it's not going to be far enough to reach down for you to climb out. Therapy was the light in that darkness. It did amazing things for me. It opened up a whole new world, a whole new way of seeing and interacting with myself. It gave me the tools to look at myself from outside of myself, self-awareness. I could explore the shadows without judgment, without fear of retribution. I could be so honest it hurt. I could shine a light on the stuff that had been lurking away in the darkness, eating at my soul for most of my life. It felt safe. I felt seen and heard for all that I was and wasn't. I dove in deep, twice weekly sessions, and then my therapist invited me to participate in group therapy. I wasn't sure if I was the kind of person who did group therapy, but I also hadn't thought I was the kind of person who would be depressed or have a therapist, but it turns out I was, so why not? Each week I'd sit around with half a dozen therapy patients from all walks of life. These people were all so different to me. One had been in a car accident and was harbouring huge anger towards the other driver, blaming him for ruining his life. One was dirt poor, living one step away from being homeless and losing access to his kids, unable to even commit to taking his meds. One was rich but stuck in a shitty relationship and pined after her unrequited love. One constantly felt like she was being taken advantage of due to a disability that kept her frozen in a body she felt didn't belong to her. I had almost nothing in common with these people. We certainly weren't going to be lifelong friends. In fact, I knew that once our sessions came to an end, it was unlikely I'd ever see any of them again, which made it kind of safe. While I sat in that group therapy circle hearing the stories of these people who outwardly seemed to have nothing in common with me, weirdly, I found that I could relate to each and every one of them. And though at times I wanted to scream and tell them it was just a story and they could shift it all if they did something about it, there was also this sense that I had my own shit going on and it was quite possibly equally as easy for any one of them to see what my issues were. It was like we were all sitting in a circle wearing octopuses on our faces. We could happily see out between the tentacles wrapped around our mouth and ears and nose, totally oblivious to the octopus sitting on our face, but But anyone looking at us could see it as clear as day. It's so hard to see our own shit. But it's often so easy for others to see, which makes the whole holding space thing sometimes frustrating. You naturally do want to point out, hey, mate, there's a big fucking purple octopus on your face. Yet here we are also with a fucking octopus on our face. A commonality between a group of people who really had nothing else in common besides the fact we were all fucked up in some way. What a fucking relief. I was not alone in my fucked upness. Therapy gave me some really amazing skills that became part of how I operate. 
It taught me the power of listening to others, allowing them to have their feelings about things, and even when it makes me uncomfortable, not trying to make them feel better. I guess I call that holding space these days. It's natural for us to want to jump in and offer advice, fix things for others. Seeing others in pain can cause us to be super uncomfortable, but all it really does is fix us. It's kind of dismissive to the person in the pain, like saying, it's not okay that you feel this way, I can change that for you. Who are we to make those assumptions? At that point, it's not really about their pain, it's about our pain. Being uncomfortable in our pain about their pain. I also learned to take ownership of my stuff and not push it unintentionally onto others. Not an easy practice, and I'm not a guru at it, but before therapy, I was completely unaware of just how often I'd do that. For example, I remember just a couple of short years earlier, I was in the gym having a whinge about something someone had done to me to my trainer, and a random woman who was having a session before me, I can't remember the details of the story, but I'm sure it involved me shifting total ownership of the event onto someone else, essentially playing the victim. I was a pretty good victim in those days. The random woman told us that what happened outside of us was just a reflection of what was going on within us. Essentially, she was giving me a lesson in self-awareness, only I wasn't quite ready to take that level of ownership just yet. Of course, I didn't hear it in the way it was intended. The second the stranger left, the trainer said, what a load of bullshit. I outwardly agreed, but I'm sure it sat simmering away internally. Life has a habit of doing that, giving little somewhat random events or experiences that while you might initially deflect or denounce, they stay hidden away in your subconscious while you gather more evidence. Then one day, boom, it just hits you. Like it integrates or something, and all of a sudden, something you declared as total bullshit, you now accept as truth. Being in therapy really opened my eyes to my truth. It opened my mind to concepts that before now hadn't been in my periphery. Or maybe they had, just a little too outside my field of vision. She was big on you statements. This concept literally changed the way I communicate. It's so simple but effective. The idea is that when you start a sentence with you, it implies no ownership from yourself. It's shifting ownership from you and potentially placing blame on the other party. The person on the receiving end of your you statement is already on the back foot ready to attack. Classic examples from my life, when Miko says something to me like, you're always on your bloody phone, can't you put it down for a minute? Fuck, that pisses me off hardcore. I fucking hate when he says that. Yes, I'm on my phone because I'm trying to make a living running two businesses and podcasts in 15 hours of daycare a week. It's okay for you. And off I go on my big, I'm trying harder than you to get somewhere rant. If instead he said to me, hey babe, when you're on the phone while I'm talking to you, it makes me feel invisible and unimportant. I'd be like, oh sorry, yeah, well I had a crazy day and I'm just trying to catch up, but I'll put it away. Let's be real, it's not about me being on my phone, it's about him feeling like I don't care about him. And that is what really shifted for me. I could see that it's never about what it's about, it's always about something much deeper. As it was for the guy who'd been in the accident and was harbouring all that resentment towards the other driver, it wasn't about the accident, it was about him needing the other party to admit they were in the wrong, it was about justice. The woman in the shitty relationship pining after her unrequited love was really about her feeling unwanted. 
The woman who felt like everyone was taking advantage of her just wanted to be recognised. And underlying all that, everyone just wants to be seen and heard, right? They just want to be understood and acknowledged, to have our worthiness validated by others. I think the main thing I took away from group therapy was the simple knowing I wasn't alone in my struggle. It may have looked different to the others and perhaps a little less intense. I wasn't bound to a wheelchair or about to lose my home and kids, but it was valid and I had company. No one wants to be alone. Depression does that to you. It makes you feel vastly alone. Places a huge divide between you and the people around you. There is great relief in knowing that someone else has sat in that hole that someone else sits in that hole with you.